Yo and hello my friends and welcome back to yet another episode of the League of Fantasy Legends podcast. I'm Pistons Wish, your host, along with Ferris Biscuit, my co-host. I'm super excited to talk about week seven and Biscuit, I'm going to start you off. As a Dignitas fan, I got to know, how are you feeling this week after Dignitas had a chance for playoffs? They had a Baron, they had an Elder Dragon, they had an 8k gold lead and they still couldn't close. Please, I need to know what you're feeling. I am feeling fantastic because, you know, to be honest, that was probably one of the most, if not the most, Dignitas games I have ever seen in my life. Like you mentioned, they were just in the lead for the entire game, forgot they had a backdoor when Licorice just decided to do whatever he wanted to do, and then they ultimately lost the game. No surprise whatsoever. Totally used to it at this point, but yet, you know, we, we get ready for another split in a few months, I guess. You know, Dignitas Baron has always been a thing, but this was just a whole Dignitas game. I just, as I was watching that one, I felt bad for you specifically. I mean, just, just brutal. It was a really fun week. Our, uh, our predictions last week weren't great. As I look back at our fades of the week, uh, my fade of the week, I had C9. So that was a terrible call. I think you had FlyQuest. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. FlyQuest went 3-0. and So also not great. Any other uh, predictions here you want to talk about from last week? Yeah, I mean, I believe it looks like, aside from my uh, three-way split, I had an eighth. Um, I did have, it looks like, quite a few right. Didn't get the, the records on how they would, you know, end the split, but looks like we got most of the spots correct, one through six, or excuse me, one through seven. So, we got the majority of playoff teams, so that's, I'll take that as a win. Yeah, we didn't expect a lot of upsets. There was really only the one with TSM beating CLG. And then other than that, I was I had picked 100 Thieves. They took the loss to FlyQuest. I guess that was an upset too. Otherwise, I, I do think 100 Thieves would have beaten EG in that tiebreaker game, but just couldn't make it happen. Looking back at last week, who were the duds that ruined people's championship chances? Yeah, so if you had any CLG members, I would assume they definitely hurt you um, as far as any kind of championship prospects. They really didn't do too well. They only had one player over about 60 points in Luger for the week. And remember, it was a three-match week, so you would have expected more uh, given the additional game that they had to play. And I feel like there were a lot of CLG players in championships just because they'd been really good the previous couple of weeks, and you did not have to draft them high. So you could have replaced a, a bad TSM pick with a CLG player, and your team probably looked awesome. So I'm, I'm guessing there were a lot of CLG players in the championship and not a lot of championship wins from those CLG players. Who else did you have as duds? Uh, from the, another uh, aspect of the duds, you know, you did have the typical Immortals showing where they just look completely dead the entire week. They did go 0-3. It's really nothing new at this point. They just got embarrassed fantasy-wise. And, you know, we do want to highlight Ignar here. I just feel like he was historically bad the entire split, not only this past week, but, I mean, I guess that's something to maybe champion going into next split. Hopefully, they can figure out either a replacement or get him on the right track because I just don't feel like he is the answer long-term for them. So, hopefully, he can figure out what's going on there and get better for next split. Yeah, Ignar with the 11.7 points per game across the split. By far the worst in the league. No one was even close. He had 15 points this week total over three games. Power of Evil, not much better. 16 points over the three games. Immortals was the worst fantasy team. They were kind of the worst team in general, but fantasy-wise, it was not close. Another dud from this week, 
from a team that did well, Bwipo was bad fantasy-wise. And, you know, it's coming off of a pretty good week for him. But he scored only 66, which was the number seven top. So the only players he beat were Dokla, Revenge, and Licorice. And so if you had Bwipo in the top lane, he definitely disappointed you uh, this week in your championships. Yeah, I just felt like it was another weak performance for him for the week overall. Like you mentioned, he did have a decent week last week. But even the prior weeks to that, it just was not looking good for him uh, from a fantasy perspective. So you kind of got to wonder what Liquid will do. I guess it will really depend on the playoff uh, picture here as we get into the playoffs. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But I just don't know if he's the long-term answer or if they're maybe going to look to replace him in the offseason. So I guess we'll see how that will play out then. I think Bwipo is super fun to watch, mostly because of his champion pool, but when you look at team success, it just hasn't been there as they try to play through top. I want to switch gears and look at our studs, our top performers from last week. Uh, who really stuck out to you? Yeah, so I think Cloud9 as a whole really did very well. They had everybody on the team score, looks about over 90 points, uh, and Jensen was also extremely well. He had over 100 so I think they really showed out this week. Again, as we mentioned previously with this Cloud9 team, you don't really know what to expect from a week-to-week basis. It's good for them that you know they, they did have a good week this week. Hopefully, they can carry that momentum going into the playoffs for next week. C9 was incredible. I want to go from top to bottom on their total scores. Remember, this is over three games, so it's higher than it usually be, but... Uh, in standard scoring, Fudge 104, Blabber 105, Jensen 134, Berserker 123, and Sven 110. And so C9's been up and down, but they were awesome this week. I feel like their good games have been so good. I think we've awarded C9 Player of the Week, you know, three or four times. Uh, they were awesome this week. I also want to call out TSM. TSM by far the best of the lower seeded teams this week. And, you know, I threw you that question last week. If you had to choose between TSM, Dignitas, Immortals, Golden Guardians, which players would you choose? You said TSM, and it was definitely the right call. Spico with 84, Instinct with 86, Chime 79, Maple 77. Pretty good this week from TSM. Any other players you want to call out? Yeah, no, I just want to follow up. I think... When you look at the TSM team, you know, obviously we talk about Spica. He's been there. He is pretty much the cornerstone of that franchise right now. They did bring in the big import in Maple. Uh, you know, not really where he wants to be probably right now. I think they were expecting a little bit more from him at this point. But then you also have Instinct. I just don't think like he gets talked about enough. Um, he definitely was, like you mentioned, the high score of the week. And he did have an okay uh, split overall. So I would keep an eye on Instinct. Just to, I guess, maybe um, like a sleeper going into next split. I think he's going to be somebody who might be able to make an, a long-lasting impact on the league moving forward. Yeah, Instinct and Chime in the bot lane have been good. Chime with a really impressive Rakan game in that Friday win against CLG. So pretty decent things from TSM. We'll see if they can make any noise in the playoffs. One last team I want to shout out. It's EG once again dominating like they have this entire split. Danny with 123, he was the second highest scoring player of the week, and then Inspired uh, with 105. Honestly, his first two games were not great fantasy-wise, but that Vi game versus C9 was insane. Obviously, the 1v3 triple kill that pretty much saved the game for them after they had the lead and kind of threw it. Uh, An awesome week from Inspired again, which is why he was named the LCS player of the week for the third time, which is just insane. Three out of eight. Any other top performers you want to shout out? 
Yeah, no, just again, want to follow up on EG. I think they got back to, you know, what they do best in the 3-0 week that they had. They looked really good. I think they are poised to make a deep run into the playoffs for this upcoming split playoffs. And then, I, you know, ultimately, I think they're, they have some more playing to do after the fact. And we'll get into that in a little bit here. But I think they had another good week. And I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what they can do in the playoffs then. All right, I have a pop quiz for you, Biscuit. Which champion has the highest points per game this split? Which champion? Um, I know Corky was really popular in the beginning of a split. Um, so I think, I think I'm going to have to go. I'll go out on a limb here and say Corky. It's a trick question. The answer is Anivia because she was played one time and she popped off. If you guys listen, you know I'm a big Anivia guy. Jensen this week on Saturday went 11-0-9 for a 66, the highest game of the split. And it was the only time she was picked. So definitely Anivia, highest points per game. But sorry I had to trick you with a you know a trick question. Should have known better. Seen too many frogging <laughs> games to, to not know that one. That's right. So Talia, Anivia, LeBlanc this week for Jensen. He went 51, 66, and 18 for a total of 134 points this week. The highest scoring player, which is why we are naming him the LFL Pod Fantasy Player of the Week. All right, I want to move on and talk about our playoff games that we have coming up this week. There are two, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. We have Team Liquid versus FlyQuest, C9 versus CLG. Winner of those games will move on to play 100 Thieves or EG. The losers drop down to the losers bracket to take on either TSM or Golden Guardians. Let's talk about Team Liquid versus FlyQuest. How do you see this series playing out? Yeah, so I mean, I'll make it really quick. I think this is a pretty quick 3-0 for Liquid. Uh, maybe FlyQuest takes a game, but I just don't see a world in which FlyQuest wins this matchup. I would expect, again, Liquid to come out and dominate and make quick work of FlyQuest. Yeah, I I am going to pick Team Liquid in this in this game. FlyQuest was really impressive this past week, though. They did go 3-0, but then in that tiebreaker game against C9, just got completely demolished. And so I think FlyQuest can make some noise. I do think they'll take a game, uh, but I'm going to predict Team Liquid 3-1. If you're a you're a, maybe a daily fantasy guy or someone who bets on prop bets, are there any players you're really looking at? I'll tell you, I'm looking at Santorin. I think that he's going to kind of gap in the jungle. I think he's better than Jose Deodo. I think he'll kind of control the whole series, and so that's where I'm going to be looking. Any thoughts for you? Yeah, I know from the regular season, both Liquid and FlyQuest actually ranked in the top half of points allowed as far as you know, giving up the least amount of points across teams. So as from a fantasy standpoint, I think you would have to look at just the stronger team overall. And as we mentioned previously, I feel like the cohesion is really important, especially when it comes to playoffs, right? When you're taking a look at it from a fantasy aspect. So with that said, I just feel like Liquid has more experience for sure. I feel like they, they know each other a little bit better than FlyQuest does. So I would try to stay away from any of the FlyQuest players. Maybe you want to take a flyer on Johnson, but again, just because of the matchup here, probably not the best of ideas. I think Bjerg is always a, a safe bet. Um, so if anybody, I would take him in this in this matchup here for this week. Yeah, definitely smart stuff there. Next game on Sunday, or next series, I should say, C9 versus CLG. We saw this game a week or two ago. 
I picked CLG, you picked C9, you owe me a beer for that. What do you think is going to happen in this five-game series? Yeah, so I think we're both on the same page here as this being the more interesting matchup of the two for this coming weekend. And I really feel like it could go in a variety of different ways. So, I mean, I feel like Cloud9 is ultimately the better team. But as we mentioned throughout the split, we just don't know really what to expect from them on a week-to-week basis. If I had to make an expert pick, I would think that C9 would win this one 3-1. to Again, that depends on what Cloud9 teams show up. I think they could potentially even go 3-0. But I would, I'm going to lock my pick in for a 3-1. I mean, if C9 just messes around, it could easily go 3-2, I think, as well. And if they just, you know, hit the bottom of the seesaw, per se, I think they could just as well lose this uh, this matchup and CLG could advance. So, I leaning towards Cloud9, wouldn't be surprised, though, if CLG ends up winning the series. Yeah, I think this series will be close. I'm really excited for it. I'm going to pick CLG. I'm picking CLG 3-2. I think that they are I think they're gonna be, be able to come out and throw some curveballs in the draft. I think in a series we'll see how the draft evolves. I'm really curious to see how it'll go. I expect C9 to just ban Seraphine from the start. That seems to be one of CLG's kind of pocket picks. That Seraphine Senna bot lane is so disgusting. I don't think you can let anyone have it, especially CLG and if Contracts is able to make good on his early aggression, and then they snowball that, that's what I expect to see. So I'm picking CLG in a 3-2. When it comes to, to fantasy perspective, I'm looking at Contracts. I think if CLG is going to win, he's going to have to have a great series. I think he is the most important player of the whole series, and I'm expecting good things from him, which is why I expect CLG to win. I think he'll be aggressive early. They'll be able to snowball some leads. I'm looking at Contracts to carry CLG to victory. For our next segment here, we want to talk about a couple free agents. As we look forward to the next couple splits, there are some key players whose contracts are up, and we'll see where they end up going, if they, they're able to re-sign with their teams, or if they end up somewhere else. Uh, what are some of these players that we're looking at that, that are going to have uh, an opening at the end of the split? Yeah, so any teams that we don't mention, uh, they don't have any players off of their starting roster currently that are going to become free agents. So teams like Dig and Cloud9, CLG among them are teams that, again, just don't have anybody that's currently on the starting roster um, that's looking to become a free agent at the end of Worlds this year. But we'll start off the list here with 100 Thieves. Someday is actually a free agent at the end of, I believe it's like November uh, for this year. So it will be interesting to see you know, how they approach that. I know they have, obviously, Tenacity, in the academy um, who they've had for quite some time now, right? So it'd be interesting to see if they either just let someday walk or if they promote tenacity or what exactly they're looking to do. Maybe they bring someday back and eventually move tenacity. Uh, did you have maybe any thoughts on what you think they should do in that case? Yeah. So at the beginning of the split, there was a lot of talk about tenacity taking over for someday during the split, if anything went wrong, but someday has been so good this year. Fantasy-wise and in general, fantasy-wise, he was the best top laner of the spring split, second in the summer split, but, you know, he's getting MVP talks, and I've been kind of involved with the 100 Thieves Talk podcast. They love Someday, but also Tenacity is probably the best top laner in the Academy League, and so it's going to be super interesting, but to be honest, I see no way that they say they let Someday walk. I think he sticks around, and I think Tenacity ends up on a different team next split. Yeah, that's what I would think would happen, if anything. You definitely want to try to keep that core together 
if you're looking to make even you know additional runs in the in future splits. So we'll move on here. The next team we have is Evil Geniuses. Uh, they actually have Impact, who's coming up uh, on a looking for a new contract, I should say, uh, for after this split. I definitely have a big piece for them, but you know you got to keep in mind they are really ingrained and involved in their academy system. So they might have somebody in the wings. How do you think they should approach potentially bringing Impact on, uh, back or maybe potentially moving on? Yeah, I think Impact is the only part of that team that even could be moved just based on how the split has gone. When you look at the summer split, you wouldn't believe this, but Impact is actually fifth in deaths. So he's tied a lot this split. Now he's got so many kills and assists that fantasy-wise he's still been fine, but it kind of has felt like a weak spot, at least in the summer split. I think a lot of this will depend on how playoffs and worlds goes for EG. If they flame out and just don't do well, maybe they don't win the summer split. Maybe they get eliminated early in worlds. Maybe they don't even make worlds. I think if any, if those things happen, there is a chance that evil geniuses could move on from impact, but I think it's unlikely. I think they've had such a good split that they'll keep the core together. Makes sense. So from there, we do have a few more just to go through here. The rest of them don't have that big of a fantasy impact. Uh, but just from you know the top teams in the league, the next one we have here is going to be Liquid. They actually have Core JJ coming up uh, on a contract, so it'll be interesting to see what they do here. You know, obviously he's a vital part of that team uh, in the support role. Do you think maybe they look to bring him back? Uh, maybe move on? Maybe it depends on how they finish. What are your thoughts here? I don't think there's any way they let Core go. He's one of the best supports in the history of the LCS. I just don't see it happening. Makes sense. I think it makes sense. So just a couple more, like I mentioned, uh, Golden Guardians has Pride Stalker coming up. I think they let him walk just because they got River. Do you have any thoughts on who they sh- who you would rather see in the jungle for Golden Guardians? I, I'm a Pride Stalker fan. I think the durability patch killed his niche play style. And so I think that was really unfortunate. Golden Guardians, you know, they were 9 and 9 in the spring, so they did pretty well. But there's no way that they keep him in the jungle. They traded for River for a reason. I'll be interested to see where Pride Stalker ends up. I hope it's in the LCS somewhere. I think he'll get a starting spot. It might not be in the LCS, but we'll see. I think that makes sense as well. So uh, just two more here. We have uh, Immortals. They have Ignar, who's coming up. As we already mentioned, historically bad numbers across the board. I think they are going to be moving on from him, uh, whether that be bringing somebody from Academy or maybe an import. I'm not entirely sure, but I just don't see how you bring him back. Any quick thoughts on that one? I think next year's Immortals team will look very different than this year's. I think maybe only Kenvy sticks around. That wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. And then the last one we have here is uh, TSM. They actually have their cornerstone piece, as I mentioned earlier, in Spica coming up looking for a contract. And then they also have Solo, whose contract is running up. So it'll be interesting um, if you remember back when Sol was the starting top laner for that team whether or not he will step up or if he's just still uncomfortable in doing so and just stays in the academy i think that they have to bring speaker back i again i think he is the face of the franchise at this point i don't think anybody else has established themselves as that piece so i think they bring back speaker for sure and then maybe look for options in the top lane uh did you have any final thoughts on on these contract uh, situations yeah, for Spica, the thing about a free agent is it has to go two ways. And if I'm Spica, I think I want out of TSM. I think the league knows that he's one of the best junglers 
in the league. If you look at just the stats fantasy wise, he's way above the other TSM players. He actually did better than Jose Deoto this year, despite the fact that their record was so much worse. And so I think Spica will not go back to TSM, not because TSM doesn't want him, but because he doesn't want to go back to TSM. Well, I got to know now, do you have any early predictions on where you might see Spica landing? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking at the top teams. Blabber's not going anywhere. Inspired's not going anywhere. I don't think Santorin's going anywhere. So I'm, I'm not sure, honestly. I mean, there is always Dig who could use some uh, competition for XU in the jungle there. I, I wouldn't <laughs> mind taking a flyer on Spica. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking a flyer on the former MVP. Yep. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap up here. Pretty quick episode as we're just looking back at the previous week. A little bit of what to expect from us over the next few weeks and months. Uh, next week, we'll have a, a season recap where we award some some split-long awards. We'll award an MVP, a most improved, a most disappointing, a best value. I'm going to put these as a poll, probably both on Twitter and on the Sleeper app. So if you guys want to have an input on what the LFL pod awards will be awarded for this past split, then go ahead and find us there. We're going to keep doing episodes all the way through. It will be still a fantasy focus, but obviously as we talk about playoffs and worlds, we don't have that fantasy, the fantasy LCS leagues to talk about, but we will keep putting out episodes and finally, we are going to be hosting a playoff predictions challenge. I'm going to put a $20 RP prize at the end of it as well for whoever has the best predictions. We'll put together a point system as well. And so look out for that. It'll be on the Twitter. Again, it's at LFLpod. And then I'll post it a couple of other places too. So look out for that. Participate. Try to win that 20 bucks. And then finally, as the offseason continues, once we're sure of the rosters for next split, be sure to tune in. We'll be doing regular previews, uh, season previews, team previews, all kinds of stuff, everything you could hope for. Anything else you want to add, Biscuit, before we head out for the day? I believe that is all for this week. Again, we greatly appreciate everybody who tunes in. The best way to help us out is to leave a review, whether that be on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere else that you're potentially listening to it. Uh, by all means, please re leave a review and let people know that we do exist. That ultimately just helps us grow the community and get even better at what we do. If you have any feedback, as always, just feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or by email. Um, and we'll gladly you know, take a look at that and see in what ways, again, we can improve. But thank you very much for listening. That's right. We're trying to have fun. We're trying to grow the game of Fantasy LCS because we love it. We think you guys will love it, especially playing with your friends, connecting. It's a ton of fun. So thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. Hope you had a great time listening to this episode. This is Pistons Wish and Ferris Biscuit signing off. Peace out. <laughs>